This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm James Deacon and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to you. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is podcaster and my friend Pete Donaldson. Check out my dicks, everyone. <laughs> every last one of them, they're like a big octopus <laughs> jumping at your face where every arm is a dick. <laughs> You're like an octopus but with three dicks because yes. you get three That's why I'm so happy. Choices. <laughs> okay, um, Pete. Yeah. Let's dive in. Who's going to be your first person? Well, with the caveat, I am getting on in years a little bit. Hummers. What do you mean? I'm getting on a bit, so I don't find people as uh, objectionable as I used to. <laughs> okay. And I'm kind of pleased about that. I'm kind of pleased that I'm getting to a point where I find it easier to think of people that I love rather than people that I hate. That is positive, yeah. And as you get older, I swear that's kind of a little bit of personal growth, where you're just like, it's, it is quite a lot of effort to get angry, and it's quite futile and juvenile to sort of feel such anger So was there, people. Was there a point when you were it's younger? You, that you, it's you, It's you, It's <laughs> you. I, 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 I hate you, I felt James. like you were building towards... <laughs> Um, interesting. <laughs> It'd be the first time. Um, Pete, uh, so when you were younger, did you find that you were um, you were more angry at Yeah, because I thought I was a bit punk rock and I thought that everything, oh, that's so mainstream and lame <laughs> and I'm so out there. I've got tattoos. Look yeah, at me. Yeah, OK. Um, but I think now you sort of sit back and you go... Oh, I, I do like things more than I used to. I don't, I'm not... Weirdly, I'm more cynical about... I'm probably more cynical about younger people, uh, but I am very much uh, less cynical about everything else, I think. Okay, right, okay, I see what you mean. Um, do, do, you think it's e- do you think it's easier just to like people and yeah. just get on? Yeah. I, 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 was, I sat down and was like, what do I hear? And then I just got distracted thinking about Bob Mortimer or <laughs> the animator Swatpaz or Eric Andre or... Tim and Eric are... Just lovely people just, that you just like. Just people that genuinely... They just create people. They create things. Techmon on uh, YouTube. I really like Techmon. Okay. Are you familiar? No. Basically, just goes through all 70s um, video tech and uh, audio tech and basically goes, oh, this uh, this kind of storage of, of information never went anywhere. Um, like the Beta uh, Max and VHS kind of battle. There was a third party that, that never got anywhere. And I just 
quite like people who are into stuff. I like watching yes. people who are into things. So really, actually, it's my fault, isn't it, for creating this podcast a of, ne- bit. of, of negativity. A, well, I, people can get their teeth into it, but I also sort of think it's a little juvenile of yourself. It is, you I know. Are, you are a younger man than me, Jim, so it's, it's, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. But you will grow out this podcast very quickly, I, I, and this will become Desert Island Dudes, where <laughs> people that you think are absolute dudes. It will just be Desert Island Dickhead, and it will just be me on my own. <laughs> Half an hour every week of just me moaning. Um, <laughs> Pete, mm. so to force your hand to pick your right. first least favourite person, if we put it that way, to be stuck on a desert island with, mm. who's it going to be? Um, well, again, I, I started I started with music and I worked backwards, but let's start with the person. I've, I've only got two people written down and then I've got a general. It doesn't need to be hate, it's just who, who you know. And you just look at them and go, why? Or you just think, why, or you just think, why wouldn't you get... Why are you, you like I that? Just, I just know I wouldn't get on with you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, so... It's Noel Edmonds. Noel Edmonds. Noel Edmonds. Okay. Again, I hate to go with the generation thing, but you probably remember him as just um, deal on deal, deal man. No, Pete. A man who occasionally gets the odd fruit machine in a pub um, as the deal on deal, Noel Edmonds character. Uh, I remember Noel Edmonds and Mr Blobby. You remember <laughs> Noel Edmonds? You was that, that Noel Edmonds? Yeah, house, house party. House yeah. party, yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and before my time was him as a Radio 1 jock doing, like, prank calls and stuff like that. I don't know. I, did, I, did, I didn't know anything about he that. Was, yeah, he was a big swinging dick. I think he had drive time. Was he? maybe breakfast. I can't remember. But he was a big swinging dick at Radio 1 for a long time. Was he? I mean, he, he, he sort of came about at a time where you didn't have to be... You didn't have to be attractive, <laughs> yeah. personable, yeah. funny... Or in any way nice okay. to sort of get on. Right. And he's in front of a camera. He's not good looking. He's not tall. He's not attractive. He's, he doesn't have personality. No. So I don't really understand how he's been able to kind of maintain a career for this long. But he's presumably like creative and driven. Yes. And persuasive, certainly. But the things that I've seen him do, I yeah. tell you, I just oh, sort yeah. of go. He, he did this big speech on Noel's House Party back in the day where he. Um, he verbally basically um, uh, addressed and assaulted a uh, TV reviewer talking about... And it was just like, and probably the inspiration for, Alan Partridge's um, Series 1 speech about a Telegraph reviewer calling him moribund. And he basically addresses that um, that TV reviewer and says, I looked up the word moribund, and it says this and this and this. Oh, and basically, no, no, check it out on YouTube. Noel Edmonds just complaining about something. Oh, it's uh, embarrassing, about isn't a t- it? About a TV reviewer that no-one's ever heard of, really. Right. Or no-one had ever heard of. Um it was just weird. Okay, strange. and that, that was like, was that the first, uh, people's first introductions to his potential weirdness? Because it's gotten weird, right? Well, he scribbles on his hands to, look, you can have any kind of, yeah, no kink shaming here. You can scribble on your hands and think about, you know, wanting something and have that drive and think that, but it's when you start thinking that the universe, like, mm. you deserve it. You know yes, what I mean? Okay. I, I find that a little bit more difficult, you know what I mean? I like, I think a lot of the time the people I have problems with it are people who, like, they they never knew their limits. You know okay, what I mean? Okay, yeah, like, right, pushed it too I think far. Some, I think sometimes like it brings the worst out of people. People like Cliff Richard. Yes. People Like, genuinely thought he was Elvis. Genuinely thought he was up there with Elvis. Mm. He genuinely thought... Um, Still does, I think. Nick, all those sort of Nick Nosey kind of, like, uh, like ground force kind of characters. And, yeah, I just... Right. I, you're, what are you saying? You're, it's, it's you're a moment, gardener, mate. It's, a moment, it's the moment when you start to think you're important is the time when you... I, I, look, your potential is limitless. It, it, it genuinely is. Go for the fucking stars. You are a unique human being. You're wonderful. You're beautiful. But no matter how you fly, 
how high you fly, just remember in the back of the head, at the back of your head, there's that bug. You always have to have that bug in your head that you are stealing a living. You always have to have that thing in the back of your head that says, no, Peter, you don't deserve this. And that's what keeps you grounded a little bit. Mm. That's what makes you happy yes okay because if you're currently if you're always striving if you're never satisfied and bearing in mind you know i know presenters i know mainly presenters <laughs> yeah. uh, and some of them yeah. have gone fucking mental yes. that they deserve it and they get angry with mm. support staff and producers and i don't really understand nobody on absolute radio let's make that very clear which is where i um do all my radio yeah. but there are certain people that you meet and you go how have you become so strange yes how why do you treat people that so sense badly of entitlement and just but like then but then also some of the best Performers in the industry and some of the best performers in the uh, in the hall of the entertainment industry are kind of like that. Noel Edmonds, you'd sort of put up there and sort of go, well, look, he's achieved everything in the game and yet he still wants more. So that is the mark of an excellent TV presenter. Mm. But I fucking hate him, James. <laughs> he's hard work. I fucking hate him. He that is. stupid dyed beard and that thatched hair. Oh, God. Oh. It is awful. He um, He's just like a caricature of himself and like I really feel like when he was doing Deal or No Deal, mm. for example, he felt like he was you know running some amazing incredible life changing thing and I imagine if some people got a lot of money then okay fair enough it would change their lives but he was like the pastor or like the the priest of that thing do you know what I mean healed you yes exactly it was like a weird um, uh, like an evangelical church of deal or no deal yeah it was very weird to watch like he's kind of um, he genuinely thinks that he's changing lives with 10 grand and I'm I'm sure that does change a lot of lives, but that money would run out very quickly, yes. I, I fear. Yeah, definitely. I, fear. I mean, you wouldn't even be able to buy yourself a Vauxhall Corsa. It's it's a deposit on a house in very few parts of the country. <laughs> yeah, very few parts it. of the country. Yeah, or outright. In yeah. Um, you could be better than most, but the time you think you start, you think you start thinking that you're brilliant is it's it's just the worst. It's the worst. Um, I've I've had a, in the back of my mind since you said Noel Edmonds is that um, brass eye cake sketch yeah. oh, unbelievable and, he'd, and, he'd be, and no doubt he'd be furious about that no mm. doubt every person but I think they picked celebrities who when they were sort of tricked you go ah, instead of oh yes, like, yeah. you know, there are very few people on that sort of list of people that they tricked the way you go Oh, that's uh, a shame. Yeah, I fell for that. Never yeah, mind. You know, I know. Um, he's meant to be going into the big, uh, not the Big Brother house. I'm a celebrity. Did Is he really? That? He will. He's going to be the surprise person. He will fail. He's I so know. unlikable. Um, but I just feel like. Uh, that he's just going to expose himself for mm. for everything that he is. You it's, know? It seems kind of risky and like surely like his. Image rights from those fruit machines on Deal or No Deal must be worth a, oh a pretty penny. He's, oh my god! You know definitely. he's he's involved. He's he's got cash. He's yeah. got real cash. So why is he doing it? Pushes agenda know. on just... space time continuum. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna his, his luxury item will be like a ballpoint pen. Yes, so he can write on his hands. About, um, you know. Positive uh, thinking and all that. The, the danger is cameras on him twenty four hours a day. Yeah. <sighs> How's he gonna um, dye his beard? I don't know. How is he going to dye his beard is the question. I can't think that I've ever noticed his dye beard, but I need to check this out. Well, you sort of look at him in the... Like, why is his his beard hair so black? Okay, yeah. And his hair is so clearly white. Oh, oh, it's unnecessary. Okay, Noel Edmonds. Anything else on Noel Edmonds before he goes on? No, I'm done. I'm done. Let's move on. Uh, Pete, who's going to be your second choice? Um, Again, quite hard. After, After I went both barrels on Noel Edmonds, it was quite hard to kind of... 
uh, think of anyone else because it's sort of it, it, it's it's an expending of energy, isn't it? It is. Think of, it's think tiring. That. Robbie Savage. Robbie. Sav- Robbie Savage. <laughs> who says? Um, again, wh- again, why Robbie Savage? Again, a man who doesn't know his limits, which mm. is fine in any in the hands of anybody else. Reach for the fucking stars, but it's always an underwhelming white block, isn't it? It's always the <laughs> underwhelming white white man that realised that thinks, yeah, I can fucking reach for the sky, yeah. stars, stars, skies, stars, and reach for stars. Just a pick around a sty. Um, and it, it, it's, it, it's upsetting because he, again, having that kind of lack of self-awareness, you know, mm. I'm, I'm involved in a couple of projects where I know what I'm there for. Yes. I, I know I'm there to be the fucking idiot. I know I'm there to be the, the jock. It's, you come from sidekickery. So that's why I wanted to get in a radio. I wanted to be a sidekick. I never wanted to be a presenter. But there was no, there was just no way of having a sidekick job. It's just, it's just not a thing. You've got it's to, not sustainable. You've got to pull yourself through to being, a, being an actual host. Mm. And so, like... When you sort of see people who have very little self-awareness, certainly, again, he's, he's on radio, so I can kind of... I've done what he's done, kind of. Yeah. It, it, obviously, he was a very good footballer. Yes. But now he's in my fucking school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. And, and if he's not delivering, I have a legitimate concern and a legitimate, legitimate um, reason for thinking he's a bit shit. Okay, yes, okay. And also... He personally, uh, me and a friend uh, in a football uh, thing that I do, mm. that you may or may not be aware of, guys, um, <laughs> uh, I, me and um, a friend went on television on, on a, a channel, BD Sport, uh, and he tried <laughs> yeah. to get us kicked off because we'd said some horrible things about him uh, in on a, a, a podcast or a show. Wow, but he knew about this, then. He found out somehow um, that... Um, I think he tweeted me once saying, Hey, Peter... Yeah, um, I you doing a good impression of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, uh oh, that's solid. He's been he's been told because the thing about the internet is people are telltale tits and their tongue will split and all little doggies will have a bit mm. and they telltale on people, don't they? Yes. If you say something naughty about someone, they'll they'll end up finding oh, out. About Twitter's it. a poison Every place. Every single it's time. Good, yeah, big time. I remember sort of. Um, Richard Herring did, uh, not Richard Herring, the legitimate opposite. Um, Stuart Lee did a um, set. Um, and in one of the set, he did a gag about uh, Lauren Laverne, somebody I used to work with back in the day. I don't really speak to her anymore, but, you know, she, she, she's cool. Um, mm. And she, um, and he did a, a joke about her being, I think, part of the culture show, and he did a gag basically saying, um, she's the thinking man's crumpet. No way. The normal thing we say would be the thinking man's crumpet. Right. Like someone on fucking Countdown or whatever. Yes. He said the crumpet man's thinker, okay. which, I think is be- which I think is beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful gag, fine. Um, and I'm sure, left alone, she would have been fine with it. But the amount of people that would like be tweeting her. Okay. I've just seen uh, Stuart Lee and uh, he said something about you. Oh. Path- a pathetic oh, way God. to live your life. Little telltale. Little just grasses enjoy, everywhere. Just enjoy the gag. If you're yes. going to laugh at it, laugh at it. If you don't want to laugh at it. If you are personally... Um, I remember I was, I was quite young. I produced Adam and Joe like two or three times over at, at the radio station XFM. Here he is. Here he is. Hello. And name drop. And, uh, he, um, and he, I remember sort of, I was very green and I was reading out all of the texts so that they could write them down or whatever. I went, oh, there's one here saying rubbish. Oh. And, and Adam, who I didn't really sort of get over back then, I think he was a, little, a very different man as well. Um, uh, he sort of said, he sort of growled a little bit, and mm. and uh, and Adam, uh, and Joe went, um, "Don't read out the bad texts." Oh. I was like, oh, "Oh no!" Have a bit of humility. But Come then on. I was, but then, but then, 
I've been in that situation where someone's done that to me, and I'm like, I'm a bit like, yeah, you're doing a fucking point. No, I'll, do, yeah. I'll do the pointing out. I'm allowed to do that. In you're not allowed to do that. And I understand exactly where they were coming from. But I was in a position in my life where I was like, oh, I've just got to tell them all about all the texts. I think, oh, this is funny. Aren't they dicks that they're being yes, dicks? Yes. Like, oh, needles, okay, needles. no. Uh, I've been in exactly the same position <laughs> in a similar role. Mm. Uh, Almost exactly the same role as what you're talking about, mm. and it's not nice when the presenter turns around and is like, "Oh no, can I can I just see it?" And they want to come round and read it and have a look <laughs> at your screen. It's horrible. Yeah, feeling. but that's the thing that, dri- that I mean, that's the thing that drives you. And I'm not. There are people who are in my position, and people who do the exact same job as me, and people who are, are a lot longer in the tooth. And the longer you do it, the less you care about it. I truly mm. believe that because mm. it's like for every nice comment, like you read the nice comments and you go, "Oh, that's a nice comment. Thanks for that." And that kind of connects, but then it will easily be outweighed by five awful comments. Oh, it's yeah. so... I mean, the the one bad comment is the one you go home with that night, yeah, isn't massively, it? Massively. Yeah, massively, massively. But, like, you get older, you sort of go, oh, who fucking cares? Yeah, like, yeah. As long as, like, the boss isn't presenting you with a printout of them, yes. going, why is Steve mm. said that you're shit? You're on your last warning, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, I mean, they should do that, because I am dreadful. But So, Pete... You've got no fear that Robbie Savage is going to hear about this, and probably. Go- <laughs> okay, but I've said worse about him <laughs> on just, other podcasts. Okay. But like, it was him. It was um, it was him. It was um, Harry Kewell, who was an excellent footballer. Mm. Ennio Luco, who's wonderful uh, and also an excellent footballer. She's at UV now, isn't she? Uh, I don't know. Um, That's uh, cool though. And uh, miserable Chris Sutton. Now, miserable Chris Sutton knows he's there to do a job. He knows he's there to be miserable. Mm. He knows his character. But Robbie Savage, if you say hear him on like six or six, and someone goes at him, someone has a pop at him, he drops everything really? and makes it all about him. And it's like, mate. No, no, no. Like, you were a good footballer. Yes. You were an excellent, yes. solid footballer. Mm. But, mate. Get in the debate, you know, debate back and then just leave it. It's just, like, like, right, you excellent footballer. Mm. People give him barrels all the fucking time, call him a clown, call him this sort of thing, and he's come through the side. And he he just loves fucking life. And he works harder than anyone on, on, on fucking football, television or radio. He grafts. Mm. I've, I've sort of worked, we, like, we both work with him at times. Oh, he pops, on a, he pops up on everything. He pops up on everything, and he never stops. And he can mm. never not be righty. No. Now... You can never switch off when you're that that man, and, and I suppose Savage gets the same thing. But I bet he's way more fucking miserable with it. I bet he's if someone gives him barrels in the street, he's like, ah, fuck off. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. But right, he just laughs it off. He could not give less of a shit. Like, and that's why, right, he's approaching national treasure status. <laughs> And Robbie Savage, I don't care for him. And yes. that's why he's going on my desert okay, island. Okay, Pete. What about his punditry? What about if you switch on the football Fine, and he's... Fine, but look, look. Yeah. He's a, he is a qualified... Yeah. He has qualified opinions about football. Mm. He's been a footballer. He mm. knows what it is. He knows what it is to be a footballer. He knows, and I would take his opinion over someone who's never played the game like myself or, or my friends. Mm. But it's the manner. Yes, the it's manner. The, you can right, do it in a certain okay. way, can't you? Yes, that's it. Yeah. Okay. I dare ask, is there any more on Robbie Savage? But I imagine I've got you've nothing really. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've run out of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's perfect, Pete. Okay. <laughs> so Robbie Savage is going to be your second choice, and uh, Pete, who's going to be your third choice? I'm not sure. I have one. Is it? It's, go- it is it going to be me? <laughs> I was just thinking I just, that set up at the beginning. That it's going to be me. I I, so, I couldn't think of anyone. Mm. And to be honest, Noel Edmonds and Robbie Savage, that's enough, isn't it, really? That's enough for, for yes. a day. Um, but, but people on t- on social media, can I just... Yeah, yeah, like, go for it. I, I say this a lot. Mm. People who tweet 
or Facebook message in reply to something that someone's created. Someone spent time crafting hours and days, creating something, remixing something, breathing life into something that's never existed. Mm. And they put it out there, they put their reputation on the line, they put their ego on the line, mm. and someone comes back with the words, and I get this more than I don't, <laughs> you got too much time on your hands, mate. <gasps> oh. Oh, that makes me breathe fucking fire. <laughs> you got it. too much time on your hands. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. You have got enough, you prick. Are you thinking of You work in a fucking dead-end job, nine to five, and you go home and you have a little cry. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. You got too much time on your hands. Fuck off. Yeah, what level are you on on FIFA, you fucking idiot? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What's yeah, your team I have, like? <laughs> I have got too much time on my hands, but that's not why I made that thing. Yeah. The people who genuinely spend their time because they're mm. into something or they're excited by something and they create something. Yes. And then some planet mm. goes... I've got a feeling I know what you're talking about here uh, because I, I know that you're particularly good at fancy dress. Pete, if anyone's not seen it, go on his Twitter. He kills it at fancy dress. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the thing, isn't it? People who go to fancy dress parties and they don't make an effort or yes. they go, I'm too, uh, I'm too fucking big swinging yeah, swing D for this. I'm, I, I don't need this in my life. You don't need to see me in a stupid... Just put a fucking dress on. Yeah. Put a, put a fucking... Yeah. Put a costume on. Try something. Yeah. Try something. Go to Tesco's Go and to get one for thirteen pound. Flex your creative muscles a little bit. Oh yeah. It, nice. As long as it's okay. clever. I, w- I was on the front of the fucking Hartlepool Mill dressed as the Travago woman. You were. And that was a wig, a blue shirt, and the word Amsterdam yes. written on my top. That was all it needed, and that got me on the front page of the Hartlepool Mail. Mm. I mean, it's you the went first viral. Time, it's you the went first, viral. It's the first time the Hartlepool Mail has ever been interested in anything I've done. <laughs> I mean, there's me, Canoe Man and Jeff Stelling. We're the, we're the main exports. I'm joking, of course. <laughs> but that was the first time they've been really interested in me being on national radio. Suddenly, that I was, I was front page news. Not particularly welcome, because it's just basically me dressed as a woman with lipstick on. With an Amsterdam and, uh, with, search bar. Yeah. I, don't, I think I even cropped that out. I, was just a, I, was just, I just looked like somebody out of Iron Maiden. You did, yeah. And not Yannick Gers, who is actually from Hartlepool. <laughs> I just look terrible. Just, there's, there are so many crimes on, 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 on Twitter that you see sort of every day. And it is Twitter mainly because they're mm. so pub- People who um, tweet airlines trying to get free upgrades. Right. That's a big one. Yes. At British Airways. Looking forward to getting on the at British Airways flight BA506 BA um, for my honeymoon blah 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 yeah. looking forward to and you see that so much if you ever search at British Airways or at Virgin Airways you see so many people trying to catch free oh, uh, trying to catch free uh, free flights I mean you know I love a chance but I mean uh, or, or, or people who sort of when they get to the airport, they Instagram pictures of themselves drinking a glass of carver, going, Oh, don't mind if I do. Uh, yeah. Oh, today's office. Okay. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. How's your Tuesday going? <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, okay. With no, if you're doing it with no sense of irony, then no sense of irony. No, yeah. yeah. Um, people who, um, yeah, don't mind if I, like, I really want to do one where, like, I, it, holds, it starts with, Oh, don't mind if I do. And then, I'm in Eastern Europe and I'm getting pushed up against the wall by police. Uh, oh, don't mind if I do. Yeah, and I'm nice. getting hit and hit with a rubber hose. <laughs> nice. And my eyes are all bloodied and I'm getting the shit kicked out of me and I'm puking blood. Oh, don't mind if I do. Hashtag don't mind if I do. Do you know what? I you... want a bit of that. That's what I want. Do you know what? You've got too much time on your hands. <laughs> got too much time on your hands. <laughs> um, are, are you getting those comments like on when you do a nice, uh, an amazing. Uh, 
like Halloween or a fancy dress outfit? Are people writing that kind of stuff? When, um, when are you, you getting get, that? You is get, it like a video or a podcast? Oh, you, you usually get that. You usually get that in person, to be honest. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Show, big show off. Yeah. Like, mate, okay. This is literally my. I am a show off. That's that's my that's entire my job. job. That's in my. That's the reason why I get up in the morning to be a fucking twat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pete. But you're then, not a twat. but then, but then, I, I don't go on social media and fucking post a picture of my loved one. The person who means the most to me in the world, and go and, and sort of dismiss them by going, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a, like you're in a restaurant or something with with, mm. with your wife or your girlfriend, and go, oh, out with this one. Oh, man. you could fucking die tomorrow." <laughs> And that's the last thing you fucking wrote about the person that means the most to you in the fucking world. I know, I know. That is painful when you oh, say... When, oh, when there's a terrorist atrocity and they go on Twitter and they go, thoughts and prayers, like you're the fucking yes, president. No one yeah. gives a shit, mate. <laughs> I know, I know. Or, like, or, or, or people who genuinely think tattoos and piercings are edgy. Mm. They're, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you need to look, people look at me and they must think, bad boy. <laughs> bad boy for life, but I mean... I got a softer side yeah. and, a, and, a, and a sensitive side. Pe- people who sort of get followed around Tesco because you know they're just young or whatever, mm. or they're just security guards that uh, just want to follow you around fucking Tesco. Yeah, it's because I got tattoos in it. Because because I'm a bad boy, they probably think I'm a shoplifter. Yeah, no, they just they're just bored, mate. They're just following you around because you know. There's yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. When people write on social media, it's like. Out with this one, and it's out with so, this oh God, that kills me. That does it absolutely kill me. does my nothing. Yeah, say what you mean. Yes, express having a lovely time with express Pete. Express something in your heart that you feel. Don't say the things that you think people want to fucking hear. Yeah, I'm too cool to express my utter stomach churning adoration yeah. for this other human being. Oh, okay. Nice. People so, on social media. People on social media. And it's mainly men. <laughs> yeah. Pete. Yo. Do, have you ever thought about coming off social media? Or is uh, it a no-go? No. You know what? No, but uh, then on the flip side, it's people who sort of complain about social media. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. But I complain about it to sort of say, I'm coming off it. And then they never do because, you know, for whatever reason. Because like, they like it. Do you feel trapped because you have to do it for work? Um... Mm, I, th- I think it's got its uses. Mm. I mainly, I mainly, and I'm fairly willing to be proved wrong on this one on my Twitter page. I fairly, I'm just a retweeter, really. Yeah. And it's, you know, if anything, I'm just like a librarian, of think, librarian of like dog gifts, really. Yes. So if you want, like, I just mainly you retweet, to be honest. If you, I've got, I never have something particular. There's a couple of people that, that I know who go on and they, and they give big fucking speeches mm, about how mm, they think the world should work mm. and it's and the, and the problem is it's unfettered and it's unbalderized and it's uncensored so people who are a bit chippier than i do just go fuck off yeah <laughs> yeah whoever yeah. you might be that i've got in my mind right now yeah. um, <laughs> could be you listening it could be could you could be you it could be me me and joe's got that. a lot of mutual friends so <laughs> there we go i was gonna say a mutual friend of ours actually said on this podcast dave berry he said twitter is like screaming into a black hole and i think that is quite it is true, true. Yeah. it just is like if you're gonna do these big things does it really matter i've noticed that uh, dave berry put in um Drunk Dave Berry. He into, did. Uh, I'd yeah. like to put him in as well <laughs> as a desert. I'd like to put Drunk Dave in as well because I've experienced him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm joking. There He's a go. lovely drunk. He is. He does do a lot of Bane impressions though. That's uh, yes. something I've noticed. I was born in the dark. Every time. Born up. <laughs> He's good at it though. He is good. Well, yeah, is he? <laughs> is he? <laughs> I think he knows he isn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> One day he may listen to this, and I'll, Dave, please do tweet. Okay, all right. So, so we're going social people, right? Okay, all right. Anyone on choice. social media? Everyone on social media. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you very much, Pete. Pete. Now, mercifully, among the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Yay. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they, and why are they so bad? You know what? I just think the very concept of food is quite decadent. <laughs> I'm what do you not mean? that well travelled, but you sort of, if you're like, I don't know, I don't know, like a freaking Syrian refugee or something, mm. and you, 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 you're put in London or you're put in England or Scotland or somewhere mm-hmm. you can see UK television mm-hmm. or any television in, in the West, mm. you sit down and you watch telly. Right. Everything's yes. about fucking food. Okay. And the decadence. Oh, I want to make this fucking brioche. Bun is nice. I don't watch these programs, so I don't oh, really know what they're yeah, about. Yeah, but it's yeah. just basically the, the people gorging on food. We should put some more cheese on this. Yeah. Everyone likes cheese. Everyone likes food. Stop fucking talking about food. Yes, it doesn't okay. matter. It's for sustenance. And I know. I just think it's the last days of Rome, James. I think we're in yes. big trouble. I think you're probably right. I mean, I have often sat there and like. Um, we don't watch it a lot, but if there's nothing else on, my girlfriend might put on, say, MasterChef, right? Mm. Uh, or one of these cooking programmes. Mm. You think, they're just cooking with all this really weird, expensive food mm. that they're making, and then these really gluttonous gammon people are chopping it up and tasting a bit and saying, oh, you know, you've undercooked that duck. And it's just like, <laughs> there are starving people out when there. When was the last time? If you Sorry, if you live in a fucking council house in the middle of fucking nowhere, mm. like... Unless it's from fuck Iceland in a in a in a in a Peking duck little like package or whatever. Yeah, yeah. When was the last time you fucking cooked any duck? You yeah, know what I mean? For sure. It's yeah. so unrepresentative of ninety nine percent of the people who live in this fucking country. Mm. It does my fucking laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Food television. <laughs> Food television. The decadence of the West. Wow. Nom, 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 just people kind of masticating, rolling Ugh. fucking food around their big fat. <laughs> As you said, gammon face, nom, nom, nom. So, oh, it's so true. And then it's either feast or famine. It's either that or everyone's too fucking fat on the news. Everyone's too fat. We've got an obesity crisis and then we've got shit like that on the television. Yes. People just spaffing duck fighting who are panning, cooking it. But then there's the other... Burgers. We all talk about constant burgers. I know. Everyone's got fucking burgers. And then it's ramen. I What's know. new this year? Oh, it's matcha. <laughs> oh, now everything tastes like green leaves. Yeah, yeah. It's like, the thing with that is, is as well, it's like, you're fat, you're fat, everyone's eating too much, you should be more healthy, Joe Wicks, go and do a run, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then it's just like, oh, look, there's a new Five Guys open on this street. <laughs> and it's just like, you can get a milkshake from this place that has 7,000 calories. Nobody can maintain the physique of that Joe Wicks chap. No. Without, like, you... you without eat- being a fucking job. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> It has to be your job. Yeah, it has to be. It yeah. has to be. You cannot maintain that level of physique. Those abs. Mm. Oh, so just, food, just food in general. Pete, you're the first person to put all food. All food. <laughs> we should eat dust and we should fra- We should eat gruel. Yeah. Joyless gruel. Food, but for the reason of gluttony. But this, and- like, you know, the food that I sort of... Um, sort of recognised or rather um, experienced the first time in the last five years congee Mm. it's just rice congee boiled and boiled and boiled and boiled and until it's like wallpaper piss but the sensation a little bit of salt a little bit of pepper whatever but the sensation maybe a bit of chicken stock Mm. I've had it nice yeah yeah Mm, chicken stock (laughs) but like these are very simple ingredients. And the sensation of the heat of the actual water suspended in that starchy goop is actually quite a refreshing sensation. Mm-hmm. It has a mouthfeel all of its own, James. And 
And, like, let's get back to the actual actual sensations of, of heat and light and, you know... Where have you Instead of just this? putting butter in everything. <laughs> fucking... Heat and light. Just everyone... All everyone fucking talks about is food. And the then they take descri- pictures of it and put it on Instagram. Blah, blah. <laughs> it's like bad stand-up this show, isn't it? And I'm the worst. I'm so sorry, it's everyone. So good. I'm so sorry you've had so many people who are actually decent stand-ups. And you can tell they're going into a bit. They've got a bit. Got they've a got bit. a bit they're working on, and they've got the bit they're using the stand-up, and they go piling into it, and you go, oh, here we go. They're professionals. They do this all the time. I'm not a stand-up, so I've got nothing in the, in the bank. Pete, so sorry, everyone. No. You've had to listen to this, this invective, this no, nonsense for the past ten people minutes. People have come here for you, and you're showing your true colours, Pete. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just flattered that it sounds like you may have even listened to an episode or two, <laughs> which is very, very good. Um, uh, but I won't press you on which ones, just in case you haven't. Pete, um, well, I listened. Well, I was supposed to do this a long time ago, so I think I listened to about five back then. Yeah, and then I, mean, I listened last week's. Well, I'll save you the time. Eminem world. Eminem world. Not big fan of that fucking place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I completely That's agree good. with you uh, last week's. Listen. Guess. Holy shit. Completely shit-sack. agree with that. Pete listens, everyone. King of all... Man on all podcasts. Literally mm. all podcasts. Listen, I'm across everything. He's like only one tier down from Adam Buxton in po- <laughs> World of Podcasts. Has listened, so. He's got too much time on his hands. Right, he has got too much time on his hands. Um, yeah, he probably has. He only puts out one fucking podcast every like couple months. But you can tell that he's kind of comfortable with his... A little bit more comfortable with his legacy. Same with Richard Herring. Like mm. two men who are probably... Worse off out of two um, duos because obviously Richard Herring yes. and, and Stuart Lee, yes. Adam Buxton and uh, Joe. Adam and Joe. What's Joe's second name? Joe. Why can't I remember Joe's second name? Win. Mm. Anyway, mm. Uh, like they probably came off worse when it comes to um, career wise. But I think as they become older, they're clearly um, quite satisfied and quite happy and quite um, sated by mm. their life, which, you know, as younger men, they probably weren't. And I think that's lovely to see. And as you, as I said, you, as you do get older, you do get less angry, even though I just <laughs> Proves what I said at the top of the show. <laughs> Completely incorrect. So, Pete, let's do it again. What's good to be your drink choice? Real ale. Real ale. Sorry, real ale or craft ale. I don't really know where one ends and the other one starts. Yes. But in the end of the day, you walk into a craft ale pub and there's colours and there's cans mm. and there's chippy fucking message mm. on the side of them and uh, men with neck beards have brought their girlfriends along and the girlfriends don't want to be there because it's just men farting and drinking really <laughs> yeah. heavy, stouty yeah. beers that yeah. taste like old fucking pennies <laughs> and they just sit there and they write their fucking tasting notes in their little fucking book and then they go home. That's good. And just that's it, really. It's so true, though, Craft ale. There's one, right? Yellow Belly. Yellow Belly, what's that? Yellow Belly. It's a craft ale. Mm. I had this running argument with this fucker on fucking Twitter. Um, <laughs> Yellow Belly. It is a craft ale. Uh, I'm going to give it a Google. Go on. <laughs> it's craft uh, ale. Okay. It's craft ale that's got... Um, it comes in a bottle, and um, I've whinged about this on Twitter before. Um, it's basically um, a bottle that has a clan hood on right. it. So it's all wrapped up. Um, and it's got a clan hood with, like, two little eyes poking out. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a Klu Klux Klan hood. What? And the back is, it's called Yellow Belly, and in the back, basically, the commercial description is, a person who is out, well, business says, it says, Yellow Belly, a person who is without courage, fortitude or nerve, a coward. To us, one of the most cowardly deeds is to act anonymously, hiding behind a group, a signifying trait of institutionalised racism. What? This beer is brewed to celebrate all things new, open-minded and progressive. A peanut butter biscuit stout with no biscuits, butter or nuts. Taste, enjoy, and don't be prejudiced. And... What? 
People are saying that's okay because um, a Swedish guy who um, was part of the creative team coming up with the beer uh, is a black gentleman. Okay. Now, I would feel the same way if a Jewish person came out with a Third Reich lager mm. or a Third Reich craft ale. Mm. I find putting that on a fucking shelf, mm. that image to members of ethnic minorities... Insipid. I, I find yes. not, not even insipid. It, it, grotesque. It's, it's, it it's, it's obscene, yeah. and we allow that on our fucking shelves. A Klux Klux Klan hood on the shelf. And I tweeted a picture of it. I went fuck off. And so many fucking neck beard craft ale heads got in touch. Went, Pete, <laughs> put your politics away, mate, and enjoy it. It's a great beer. I was oh. fuck off. And then I had a running argument with a guy who was like going, "No, you don't understand. The guy's black. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's protest. It's a, it's, it's you know making, it, rendering the whole image inert. It's not, mate. It's a fucking PR move to sell some fucking beer, yeah, for sell sure. some fucking units, and to you know make it look visibly different to everything else on the fucking shelf. I almost it's grotesque. I almost can't believe it. That's I can't ridiculous. believe they're allowing it. It's just like it just seems like how did that get off the, you know how did how did someone. How did it, obviously someone brought that idea up in a room and no one said, "Oh, that's a really fucking stupid idea. Let's yeah. not do that." Scandinavia, is <laughs> <laughs> blaming the European racism. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, yeah it's, uh, craft ale in general, though, I find quite objectionable. So, yes, but um, it's, you know, it's fine. I'll drink an IPA. It's fine. But to get obsessed about it is just strange. Okay. But again, so that's me judging. That's kink shaming someone else when people have kink shamed me and sort of said, "You got too much time on your hands." Okay, okay. But you're mainly I'm, I'm, sort when, of talking about the card-carrying... Camera calf, kind of... Like, yeah. Well, not even camera, just like the new kind of... Um, the new age. The, the new age ones who were sort of like cutting bits off I the beard and, and, and brewing yes. the yeast off that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like... Anthony Bourdain sort of summed it up in a way more kind of pithy and interesting way that I could, but he just sort of said, look, the fucking pubs are there for people to drink, get drunk and make bad choices. Like... He and, he and he found it quite objectionable. As yes, well. okay. So I'm saying I don't understand this kind of obsession with like craft lager and artisanal nonsense. It's the same with fucking. Co- I ordered a coffee around the corner at a posh coffee shop earlier on, and my god, it took ages. Like <laughs> Did this it? little beard man was, and I'm little. And I can't grow a beard, so I'm really just jealous. <laughs> fucking taking ages making this fucking. Oh, yeah. And they get annoyed if you put milk or sugar in it. Was it good? Yeah, it was excellent. <laughs> it was delicious. Can't get enough of it. I'm going back. But I'll put my order in, walk around the block, and then pick up my uh, drink. Yeah, that's it. Pick up your dry cleaning. Um, dry, um, what's your drink of preference when you're going into a pub? I want the fizziest lager, Stella. Give me a fucking Stella. No. Nice. It's five fucking uh, 5%. Yep. It's fizzy. Mm. After a long day and you really want a beer, Stella ticks the boxes for me. Yeah. It's just like, it's fizzy, it's aggressive. There is no... You're under no illusions that there is beer in your mouth yes. when you're drinking a Stella. Nice, cold, refreshing <laughs> lager. Um, okay, the craft beer, craft beer sector, the craft, craft beer, beer movement. Yeah, movement. Yeah, and you do beverage. do some movements after a night on the IPAs. You do. I tell you what, and you get a bad hangover. <sighs> you get you get even worse with Stella. To be fair, let's <laughs> make that very clear. Yeah. Okay, crafty beers are going to be your drink to us. Thank right you very much, Pete. Fortunately for you, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system can continues to work but just your luck it only has two working settings one is your least favourite film of all time and the other is your least favourite song what are they and why? Uh, any comedy that I think is bad that everyone thinks is brilliant Okay, go on <laughs> Power example I'm trying to think now um, uh, Are you talking about 
talking like bad comedy, like sort of like I, I find it very like Anchorman Two is a good example. Okay, like those sort of ones that people get really wound up about, really excited about, and it's like uh, I mean there are a couple. There's one good gag in Anchorman Two, and it's where he's got like. He's, he's puts the um, big van into auto drive. Mm. It's auto drive. What do they call it? Autopilot. What do you call it? I can't drive. Automatic. Automatic. They put it in automatic or whatever, or, or cruise control or whatever. Yeah. And it just, and it spills, and he's got like a deep fat fryer, I think, and a <laughs> scorpion in a jar, and it's just a really good fucking gag. But like that kind of mania behind it, I can't really get behind. But like, mm. but then films that will get like ignored, like all of like the Lonely Island stuff, like the right. Um, okay. All that stuff. That's the thing that kind of I don't of, like, even know really about that. I don't even know about that. I know about the songs that they made and yeah. Well, like uh, who's uh, I'm trying to think of. Um, oh. I didn't even realise they brought out a film. Yeah, they brought um, uh, Never Stop Never Stopping. I think it was called. Okay. Which was like pop star. Pop that rings star, a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it had Andy. Um, what was his name? In, is in it. I'm terrible at this sort of thing. Never stop. Never stopping. <laughs> never stop. Never stopping. Okay. Andy Samberg. Andy Sandberg, um, the guy, uh, Akiva from the Lonely Island uh, director, I believe. I think it was produced by Judd Apatow. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. But they, they've, like, made, like, different um, films and stuff, and they've never really sort of pulled in a load of cash. But they've always been fucking excellent. And mm-hmm. they just I just wish people liked Is those things instead stuff of like, bad um, films. The, the, like that kind of crowd as well made, like, um, the end of the world film. And... Well, that's the thing, but they're, they're bad comedies. They're just, right. they're just poor, kind of churned-out nonsense. I think a lot of... Uh, I think a lot of uh, What's-His-Name's films are pretty dreadful, to be quite frank. Judd, Judd Apatow, I think they're, pre- they're pretty poor. But, you know, it, he made a couple that really kind of connected and then just... Went from there, really. Yeah. Well, Hot Rod. Hot Rod's really good. Hot Rod's good, yeah. Really good. Um, all those ones are kind of like really, really good. They didn't really get the, the time that they no, needed, the respect. they should have. Yeah. Bring back Hot Rod. More Hot Rod. Okay, so stuff like that. Stuff like that. So, it's a bit, so basically, people should be watching that instead of the earlier Judd Apatow, End of the World kind of films. Right, yeah. okay, okay. And I get really well, I really get really upset and I feel like it's a slight on me if everybody likes a comedy that I really don't think connected. Do you think it's personal? I, I feel like I'm kind of really excluded. It really makes me sad. <laughs> That's it. It really makes me sad when people really like films that I don't care for or films that I really like, people really don't care. New Blade Runner was fucking beautiful. Mm. Like, it was... I really it liked was, it. It was long. And that's the thing that people talked about. Oh, it's long, isn't it? Oh, it's long. You sit and watch a YouTube video for 20 minutes just clicking about. Yes, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I, I realise that films have got too, gotten too long. Films have gotten too long. Mm. Gone with the Wind, was it? Like an hour and a half? Like, all the classics are mm. an hour and a half long. Like you can, you can tell a story in that time, and they don't need to be that long. Superhero movies do not need to be longer than any than, than an hour and twenty. They just yeah. don't need to. Yeah. You save yourself a bit of money, make yourself a, bit, a mid-range blockbuster, mm. and have a bit of fun with it. Mm. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy One, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, both excellent films. A lot of fun, funny, yes. well done, everyone yes. there. But when you get something like. Um, when you get something like Blade Runner, people are like, oh, God, it's too long, isn't it? It's beautiful, though. It does look amazing. It's be- I bought a 4K telly and a fucking Blu-ray HD player just so I could watch Blade Runner. I've not watched it. <laughs> I watched it twice <laughs> at the cinema. So I'm going to wait a little while. But I'll never get out watching it because uh, watching old films that I've seen before kind of winds me up a little bit because I thought, I think, I'm never going to do that because I could be watching anything. Something new. My mate's obsessed. Uh, I've got a few mates who are obsessed with The Prestige. The Prestige? Yeah, it's what I think it's Christopher Nolan. Yeah, but, but and is it's that Michael Caine. No, 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 you're thinking. Um, it's um, who's the greatest showman? 
It's got David Boy in it as playing as uh, playing Tesla. Oh yes, Tesla, I know the one Tesla. you mean. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and um, yes. and it's a bit of a it's a bit of a forgotten gem a little bit. Is uh, it Christian, Christian Bale? Christian Bale. Yes, yeah. it yeah. And uh, the fella out of Wolverine. Yes, I think as well. Hugh really? Jackman. Okay, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. He's in it. Um, but yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful film. But. Um, yeah, people kind of have forgotten those and they okay. celebrate bad I will, films. I will rewatch re- watch that. Rewatch it. Yeah. See, I've, I've turned something negative into something you have, slightly positive. Go watch, Bla- go watch The Last Blade Runner. Oh, it's great. It's beautiful. Um, Pete, what's going to be your song choice? Uh, with the caveat that I did interview this man uh, a couple of weeks ago and I didn't have that great a time interviewing him. Oh. Uh, I mean, I did have a good time interviewing him because I, I like, I like get, getting a bit back, but he wasn't... Um, he was on one in that he, I think he'd read a lot of reviews of his album on the morning and it wasn't the best time to interview him, let's say. I think I know who's coming here. Who's coming? Is it Richard Ashcroft? It is a Richard Ashcroft project, <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. The song I can't... Look, I, I saw him do his songs and genuinely, mm. fucking hell of a voice. I'd never realised how good that man's voice is. Amazing. All respect to him, fine. But Lucky Man by The Verve... It's like if someone shot Champagne Supernova with a tranquilizer dart. Wow. It is dull. It's maudlin. It's got the worst of everything. It's maudlin. It's listless. It doesn't go anywhere. It's five minutes long. It just goes round and round and round. Yes. Um. G, D, and then I think A... Over and over again. G D A G D A or whatever chords it is. Yes. I'm fairly certain it's them from right. here. G D A G D A. You get a bit of E minor. Yeah. And then back to G D A. Jing 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 if I can cajole it until the end of the hour so that ads might eat it up, mm. I don't generally play it as, as often as I do on as I do other music. Interesting. Let's say. So, you know, if you are a fan of the 10pm Absolute Radio show Monday yeah. through Thursday, Lucky Man by The Verve is probably not going to be played as much as <laughs> is, is scheduled. <laughs> as much as you'd expect, I think. Okay, nice. But, um, yeah, I, I, have you seen the video? Uh, no, go for it. Right, it's Richard Ashcroft. Mm. Boot cut, boot cut jeans. <laughs> yep. Playing a cheapy pawn shop guitar in an Airbnb on the Thames. It's it's basically that a really okay. fancy house on the Thames. Um, the rest of the verbs just sort of mop about on Swedish furniture. One of them gets to play a tambourine at one point, okay. and that's it. Ashcroft is just wandering around playing the guitar, going in his boot cut. Um, it's like it's the classic nineties oversaturated underthought kind of look to it. Ashcroft almost looks healthy. Yes. That's how oversaturated with colour it is. Okay. Um and they made a separate video for the US, I believe, in a I looked at the Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> um, they made another video um for the US market, which was him and the Verve playing in a New York loft apartment. Similar sort oh, of video, what? but for the for the US. Why? Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's weird. I don't, yeah, very strange. But I think they had a bit of money back in the day. Maybe, yeah, he won- He fancied a trip to America. And well, an you know, to- they had a bit of cash back in the day, but, um, yeah. So what about this interview then? So he had, his album had come out that day? Yeah. And, and, how, think, how, and well, what, it, the reviews had certainly come in because uh, I was reading them because I was um, I was I wasn't originally slated to do the interview, and I think someone cancelled the last minute, so I had like two hours, so I just put 
you know, together a quick interview and stuff. Hmm. And he was very angry about something. Great talker, really easy interview, but he was, like, furious about... Um, he sort of said that because other radio stations won't play him... Um, his uh, oh yes, <laughs> kind of other radio stations would play him. It was like an it was like a um, apartheid on older men or something like that. And I was thinking, uh, I gave a, the smallest bit back, and they shut me down. And I was like, you know what? If you're not going to have a conversation about it, if you just on send that, said to be fair, he's very erudite, very interesting. Mm. Um, I like him. Like I, he was lovely, genuinely, genu- genuinely sweet to me, and fucking. So lovely to the audience, so lovely to his fans. Mm. Oh, you've got like, all pictures spe- of everyone. He, pic- he yeah. spent hours doing that. It was fucking lovely. And I think you kind of get that from... Um, you kind of get that more with um, uh, our acts from, like, the Northwest. They're definitely a lot less sort of standoffish. They love their fans. They genuinely mm. um, have a real connection with them because, you know, they're just sort of a different breed up there. And I yeah. always respect the, the, the artists from the Northwest because they're always like that, pretty much. Apart from Morrissey, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but um, uh, but yeah, you have to come to Morrissey if you well, want to get near yeah, him. Yeah, hit him in you, the face. You have to launch yourself <laughs> towards the stage if you want and to get risk to life and death. But um, but yeah, again, uh, again, no, no, I just um, nothing to do with um, Richard Ashcroft at all. But I was just, I just thought it was important. That song, yeah. just that song. I can't mm. get with it at all. Okay, interesting. Uh, did you see him on BBC Breakfast? He was on. He was having a lovely time on every last. He was having a every, lovely he having time. A, he was having a lie down on the on the on the um, sofa. He was running around the gaff. He was on Soccer AM. Mm. I mean, he mentioned that in my interview, and I was like, I don't want to get into it, mate. No, I didn't like, it's, there's literally no point in arguing. What did he mention Soccer AM? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he, what I, he knows? He just embraced. That's it. what people are talking about. Wow. Okay. <laughs> give it a Google. I'm not going to yeah, go through yeah. it now, but give it a Google. Do it in your own time. Do it in your own time. Um, you got too much Samyons. You got too much Richard Ashcroft. Packet. Interesting. Ashcroft. Ashcroft. Um, good that he's got a, still got a good following of fans, and people would like to go round and see him, and you know that he's still doing it, isn't I'd it? I'd happily go for a drink with him. I like yes. him a lot. But yes, but that song just rattles around. Oh, and round. it yeah. just doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere, mate. Tranquilized uh, champagne supernova. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Um, the Verve, Lucky Man, goes on as your song choice. And Actually, Tranquilize would in, it would indicate there was an impact at some point. Oh, it's too chilled. Oh it's too blessed God. out for that. <laughs> He's dropped yeah. a Valium. He's dropped that song. That Lucky Man song is is taken champagne supernova, given it a couple of Valium and a beer, <laughs> and it's just dozed off <laughs> really? to, to the other world, yeah. and it's not coming back anytime soon. And it doesn't aspire to do much no, more. And or wake it's up. It's sunken it into its seat, and it's just chilling the fuck out. <laughs> And I have no time for that. Give me the hives any Give day. me the hives, yeah. Give me the fucking strokes, Oh, mate. that'd be good, yeah. I'm a child of the noughties. Um, one last question, actually, Pete. Right. It's just sprung Why to mind. you fucking get off? Uh, you can. Um, uh, this may be slightly too behind the curtain. Right. So if the interview goes like that, mm. how do you deal with that, putting it out, etc.? What do you do? Well, they never go that wrong. And if... No. They, 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 they rarely go that wrong. I mean, but do you, a long do time you do ago... Do you do the honest version? Do you have, like, that edited version? Or does that get edited... Like, I think genuine, generally interviews just go out, you know what mm. I mean? And it's kind of like, it's up, it's up to you to kind of manage it as best you can. But I, I have stinky interviews all the time. Like, <laughs> I, you know, if I got pressures about them, like, I wouldn't have any interviews on the internet. You know what I mean? It's like... they never and put al- you on the red carpet again. <laughs> exactly. And also, like, you're never... I never understand why people sort of get well... I've sort of seen sort of presenters sort of get um, a bit sad when people, like, comment on, like, their YouTube... Like, say your interview gets put on YouTube... 
Mm. And the fan of that person has seen, oh, you're interviewing so-and-so, I really like so-and-so, I'll go and have a look. And they're not happy with whatever question you've asked. Mm. You're never going to win. No. They're never going to say, nice interview, well done, guys, because it's not about you. Yes. And I've seen, again, I've seen, like, people that I know who think... I talk about myself quite a lot in interviews because I'm fascinating, James, <laughs> and I can only come at things in a certain way. But they're only to elicit a gag. They're only to do a little gag. Mm. It's not about I genuinely think I'm important, but genuinely people sort of go, why are people being horrible to me? And it's like, they're there to see that person. You're never going to win, you know no, what I mean? Yeah. You're never going to win uh, that, that, that particular um, battle between the person who's earn their right to be better than you because they've created some amazing music or, yes. or certainly amazing music to, to, to some um, so yeah it's, it must be nice to be a rock star you can be a dick you can be lovely <laughs> yeah. in either way you're either um, really interesting or really lovely and you can never be <laughs> in some both way. at the same time I yes. think okay alright Thank you very much, Pete. Lucky man by the verb. It's mm-hmm. going to be a song choice. And finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? Not a big fan of cats. Not a big fan of cats. Cats. Cats, Pete, honestly. I don't understand why you would domesticate them over, the, say, the gibbon. Right, I'm going to go. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you? What would you rather in your house? A cat or a gibbon? I think a gibbon, but just because it's a given that it's going to be more interesting than a cat because we just know cats Massively. so well. And they could give you love. And imagine hugging a gibbon every night. <laughs> I don't know. They would just be so affectionate. I don't know what a gibbon... Why didn't we, do, why didn't we domesticate when we could gibbons? Why can't I have a gibbon? I'm allowed a cat. I'm highly allergic to them. Are you? But I'm probably not allergic to gibbons. I'm certainly not allergic to horses. I know that much. So you're really allergic to cats? Allergic to cats as well. So no cats growing up? No cats growing up, no dogs, no nothing. So Are you allergic to dogs as well? Yeah, but I love them. You do. Saw, but then there, I'm a recent convert to dogs as well. I was never a fan back in the day, so it's a... Uh, okay. The animal kingdom such a mystery to me, uh, James. We, I had, need to we ca- had gerbils growing up. Did I'm not allergic you? to gerbils. Really? I know there's many. I can have my house filled with gerbils, home. I could be a gerbil boy. All right, I'd, I'd quite like... If the rumours are true. I'd, <laughs> I'd quite like a big... Um, what are those big, long creatures? Oh, ferrets. Snakes? I'd like a... <laughs> Uh, a ferret is just a snake, with, a furry snake with legs, isn't it? Okay, really? yeah. When you think about it, um, Pete, I need to go through the podcast and count them up. But okay, cats and dogs come up a lot. Yeah. So, okay. Well, all people, right. Well, people tend to be one or the other. It's more. I think it's more just um, uh, things that people are really interested in. Because um, because gibbons are an ape, but they are the lesser ape. They're cut. They're known as, mm. and they don't get as much love as. Gorillas or chimps or orangutans. Right. Orangutans. Yeah. Orangutans? Am I going mad? Yeah, orangutans. Orangutan, yeah. Orangutan. Um, And, yeah, it's. I I think gibbons deserve way more respect because they are fucking brilliant. Yes. Big, long arms, longer than their body. A nice, lovely gibbon. Lovely, squawking, hooting gibbon in your house, swinging around, and then at night, you can have a big horlicks and they can have a little mini... Mochaccino, yeah, or whatever. Okay. Whatever you give little kids in in uh, a coffee shop, <laughs> little mochaccino. And uh, I don't think if you domesticated a gibbon, you could give it a little mochaccino. I don't know what it's called. A, a baby chino. Baby chino. That's what it is. Oh, my daughter little, loves little a baby chino. Yeah, a little hot chocolate. I tell you why she loves a baby chino though, just because they fill it with marshmallows. 
Oh, is that why? Mm. Oh, she's off red for the rest of the Yes. Day. How old's your band now? Three. Oh, the terrible threes, that's what they call them. <laughs> no, that's what they call them, <laughs> terrible threes. Classic dad okay. chat. Pete, any other reasons why cats are going to be your least favourite? I want to put your daughter of three years old. She's the worst animal of all. She's going in. Can I put her in? She is Can I put her in? Your daughter. Your baby daughter. My daughter. (laughs) Hey, if you you told her she was a... My daughter, I'm writing that she down. Hang out so with, I remember what you said. She had to hang out with a verve uh, on an island for the rest of her time. Um, if you told Edmonds. her she was a little baby girl, she would say, no, Pete. Oh. I'm a big girl. Yes. Aren't we all? <laughs> so, Aren't we all? If you want to take that back chat to the island. <laughs> <laughs> well, Noel Edmonds is going to have to deal with it, Pete not me. And Robbie Savage. I don't want her to go there. Uh. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> first time I'm doing this, that is disallowed. <laughs> and it's not happening. <laughs> Outrageous. I've broken my pen. Oh, no. Stabbing that in the thing. <laughs> oh, well, cats in. Put cats in. P- Fine. Pete, um, anything else on cats? Penguins are quite boring. People get like anything that people like go on about. What's your favorite animal? What's wrong with a capybara or a. Armadillos are fun. Armadillo. They got really heavy shells. Pete, you're so bloody left field. What are those big stupid... An uh, axolotl. Is it tapir? Name more tapir stupid animal. T- tapir. Tapir? I've read, I've read, a, I've read, a tapir. Tapir. I never really... Yes. I, yeah, I never really... Tapir's one of those sort of words. Even though I, I, I sort of did a year in a zoo. We had a tapir. We had a couple of tapirs. What do you mean did died. a year in a zoo? Did a year in a zoo. Did after university or between university years, I did a year in a zoo. And that's where my love of gibbons began. What was that like? Um, I was there to make a CD-ROM, but I didn't make it. <laughs> What so do you mean? I'd like to apologize. I've apologised so many times on different podcasts to Twycross Zoo uh, and their education centre. Um, imagine making one now. Here's your CD-ROM. It's like, no, nobody has a CD drive anymore, Pete. Pete, um, I'm sorry, mate, but there's a podcast in you <laughs> going back and making that CD-ROM. Making amends. And presenting it to them. <laughs> in Macromedia Director. <laughs> Getting a really old 486 and making it in Macromedia Director. So this is unusable. I'd love to see... I'd love a podcast <laughs> of you learning JavaScript. Yeah, so you can, just is so that I can what do you it. use? I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, cats are going to be animal choice. Pete, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No, thank you, James. And apologies to anyone who uh, may be involved in any of the projects that I've mentioned. <laughs> uh, be it Craftdale, be it... Um, no, I'll let, no, no, I'm just going to go for it. Fuck um, for everyone else, apologies to the Verve. Love, Pete, love, not hate. Pete, the reason people have listened to this is that probably because they, not because they're fans of this podcast, because they already know you and what you do. All right, fair do. But um, just quickly, just tell people what you what you're doing. Uh, podcast, all the podcasts, uh, all absolute podcasts. radio in the evening. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Football ramble, Braun Japan. Um, it's a wrestling one. Uh, wrestle me. Wrestle me. That's, a le- that that's lesser studio. known than the ramble, isn't it? Lesser known than the ramble a little bit, but if you, um, even if you don't like wrestling, I mean, I don't like wrestling, but I'm experiencing it for the first time. Nice. Oh, there's a piece on Watchdog about uh, real fur. Raccoon, raccoon dogs. dogs. <laughs> Apparently raccoon dogs. They're skinning them and putting them on our high street and pretending that the hair is not real. What about Luke and Pete show? Luke, Luke and Pete show, it's a bit like this, where you just people complaining about stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And put that in. Put that on the island. Find so I don't do in, anymore. Find that in your usual podcasting places. <laughs> uh, Pete, again, thank you so much for coming on. Cheers, buddy.